Live from the Business Radio X studio inside Renaissance Bank, the bank that specializes in understanding you. It's time for North Fulton Business Radio. And hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of North Fulton Business Radio. I'm John Ray, and folks, we are broadcasting from inside Renaissance Bank in beautiful Alpharetta. And if you're looking for a bank that is big enough to handle pretty much any need you can throw at them, but small enough to do it in a personal way, and they do it in an award-winning way, by the way. They've won numerous awards for their customer service. Renaissance Bank is that bank. I know that from my own experience. So go to renaissancebank.com and find one of their local offices and give them a call. And I think you'll be glad you did. Renaissance Bank, understanding you, member FDIC. And now I want to welcome Tim Huff. Tim is with Turknet Leadership Group. Tim, welcome. Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me. I'm delighted to have you. Let's uh, talk a little bit about you and Turknet Leadership Group. How are you serving folks out there? Oh, that's a great question. We absolutely love helping leaders be better leaders and bosses be better bosses. So that's, that's what we do. That's short and sweet and important work. So <laughs> I love it. So, but let's hear a little bit about you and, and your um, journey and how you got into leadership development coaching. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I'm the vice president of Turknet Leadership Group's leadership development and executive coaching business. Mm -hmm. um, and we've been around, Turknet Leadership Group has been around for a couple of decades. I've only been there for a little bit less than a year. Uh, but my journey is actually one that's a little bit different from a lot of other executive coaches probably that are out there in that I started my career in the United States Army. Mm. I was an infantry officer and I was in the Rangers and uh, I had a, a, a wonderful, fun-filled time uh, serving my country in a, in a lot of different capacities. Thank you for that service. I appreciate too. that. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, in, in early 2000, actually it was about 2001, um, I had a young family at the time and I was thinking, you know what, I want a little bit something different for my life. So I decided to leave the active army and I went into the national guard. Interestingly, I signed into the national guard on nine September, 2001. Oh, wow. The, the world changed two days later. Yeah, for sure. But uh, it was around that time that I was starting my IT career mm -hmm. and I, I uh, started out in the Walt Disney world's information technology department, stayed there for quite a while. And then about about uh, ten years ago, I moved up here to uh, to the Atlanta area, continued my IT career. I had since left the National Guard, and I got into a position about five or six years ago where I was a young executive. I was a new vice president in IT, and I was part of an executive team that had some issues mm -hmm. for which an executive coach was a perfect match for all of us. It was my very first time dealing with an executive coach. Had no idea what to expect. It was a year long engagement and. John, I will tell you, this literally changed my life in a very profound mm. way. It helped me from a leadership professional standpoint, understand some of the gaps that I had as a leader and some of the strengths that I had that I, I wasn't really paying attention to. Mm. So after a long period of time, I decided to, you know, I should probably look into this executive coaching thing. There's something there. So I, I after about uh, two, three years, I got some certifications, went through some training, and I started a, a little business off to the side where I was intentionally going to help IT executives be better IT executives uh, while I was continuing my, on my IT career. And uh, just by happenstance, uh, about a year ago, um, I got an opportunity to join TurkNet Leadership Group full-time. So I made a career transition from IT to full-time coaching and leadership development, joining TurkNet Leadership Group uh, last year. Wow. That's quite a journey. And, you know, one thing I'm interested in there, Tim, is 
what your experience in the military as an army ranger, what that brings you, what, how that informs your leadership development Mm -hmm. uh, and your work with clients today. Yeah, absolutely. It was an interesting time where, of course, being very, very young in my whole professional journey, I didn't really understand all the ins and outs and the intricacies of what being a good, effective leader was all about. Mm -hmm. And as you can imagine, being in the military, there were certain leadership styles that were more prevalent than others. So I learned some really positive attributes on, uh, uh, I, I guess you could call it command and control. There was a lot of goodness in that, in the in the type of business that we're in. Mm-hmm. But I also learned some really positive attributes for some from some fantastic leaders who really understood what accountability meant, what respect mm-hmm. meant, mm-hmm. and how to bring those into their daily uh, their daily leadership leadership lives. So I learned some, from some great mentors. But I would say that the two primary attributes that I learned in my earlier journey that is helping me now is, number one, accountability. Mm. There's aspects of accountability that I learned that I did not appreciate until much later on about what it really truly means to be accountable. And the second is resilience. Mm. There are times where I've learned how to bounce back from failure, how to temper my celebration from successes so that as I go into any kind of leadership scenario, I know how to act, when to act, and bring my best self into those uh, situations. I say those are the two biggest things I learned from my earlier life. Yeah, those are great lessons. Great lessons for all of us. Um, So you must have been doing some great coaching then uh, when you had this, I guess, (laughs) uh, side uh, hustle, as it were, doing, doing coaching while you had your IT employment uh, for uh, to come along and Turkneck to come along and uh, hire you. I was very fortunate to have some wonderful clients around that time. Mm -hmm. As I was getting started with that business that I was calling platinum level leadership at the time, uh, I was starting to get some, uh, some really good clients who had the same type of issues that not only that I was dealing with earlier in my, in my professional life, but the kinds of issues that I knew I could, I could help with. Mm -hmm. Uh, There were a couple of uh, instances where, we had some fairly junior leaders who were just getting into the uh, the competition to be executives, and they just needed some rounding out to understand the kinds of things that they needed to temper down a little bit in terms of their their ability to or the lack of ability to motivate people in the right kind of way, mm. or to celebrate the kinds of things that you know that you have really really good judgment as an example. You need to bring more of that into your life, more of that into your professional uh, working relationships uh, and other things like that. So just having those kinds of uh, those kinds of successes has allowed me to bring more of that into uh, some of the clients that I've had, for example, with Turknet. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one, if I if I may, Please, there's a, yeah. a, a good example. There was a, a chief information officer of a uh, of, of a restaurant chain that was uh, based here locally. Um, been working with him for a while. Starting out, he had amazing qualities, amazing technician. He was very, very good at what he does, uh, what he did at the time as well. But he needed some oomph in terms of executive presence, some self-confidence improvements. And he also needed the ability to have a lot more influence, not only with his team, but with his peers. Mm. So working with him for actually was a little bit more than a year, there was definitely some improvements. Even in the conversations that we had in our coaching sessions, I could tell He's there. He may not even recognize that he's leveled up in so many positive ways. And once he kind of realized, wow, I'm actually doing this and I'm not even realizing I'm just bringing myself more of myself into these conversations. I'm having the kind of courage. I'm having the kind of risk taking. I may succeed. I may fail. 
but he's bringing that whole self into his, into his relationships. And it's so fun to see clients like that when they actually achieve those kinds of successes and they look back and they realize it. That is fulfillment to me. That's why I do what I do. Mm. Folks, Tim Huff is with us. He's uh, vice president leadership development with Turknet Leadership Group. Um, let's talk about leadership development in general. I mean, that's a term that we hear a lot. You know, what does that mean for you in terms of the work that you do? And I guess maybe the deficiencies that we see in leadership today, because that's really what you're uh, trying to alleviate is those deficiencies. So what, you know, what are, what are the big gaps in leadership that we see that you see today yeah. among the folks you work with? Absolutely. You know, it's interesting. There was a, a Gartner study that was published not too long ago that highlighted the most important things that both uh, candidates for positions and people, high potentials inside leader inside companies want. And it's interesting that leadership development opportunities was almost right at the very top, right, right up there with compensation, highlighting the, the fact that yes, this is something that's not just a side thing that people need to kind of say, yes, we do that as well. This is a very key and important aspect to any organization's professional life. The kinds of things that I'm seeing a lot recently. Well, can I say something about Absolutely. that? Absolutely. That, I mean, that, that's striking because people recognize their own deficiencies, right? right. And, and that's yes. a good thing for you, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that, it's, it's fertile ground for which you can throw seeds, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's a very good analogy. Very yeah. Good analogy. Yeah. Yes. That's, that, I like that. Yeah. So continue, please. Yeah. Along that, that same topic, self-awareness is probably the number one thing that I love to see in people mm. when they don't, when they recognize that they may have a blind spot, but they don't really know exactly what it is. Right. Just that awareness and that, that desire to figure it out and to close that gap. It's so fun to see. Yeah. In terms of trends, I'd say the number one thing that I'm seeing recently is executive presence. And I use that term loosely. There's mm. a lot of different ways to define that or even to even that term itself, sure. corporate presence being another way to define it. And it includes a couple different things. Number one is kind of the gravitas, bringing yourself into a room and kind of owning that space, owning the room, mm-hmm. um, not in an overbearing way, but just making sure that you are seated at the table, you have a voice at the table and you're you're able and willing to be part of that conversation and uplift everybody in the room. Mm. So gravitas is the, is one of the biggest things. Um, a, a very close association with that is self-confidence. Interestingly, I am seeing that a little bit more and more where people who are just amazingly wonderful, passionate people who are just so good at what they do, getting into some of the coaching conversations you can just tell that there's there's a self-confidence issue there that if they were to just get beyond that one small hurdle, the possibilities are just just boundless. It is so interesting to see that. Mm-hmm. So executive presence and self-confidence, I say the two primary themes, themes I'm seeing recently. How does that lack of self-confidence show up for those uh, leaders? I mean, what when, when they... What, what are the symptoms, maybe? Yeah, I'd say the number one thing that I'm seeing is the either the inability to make decisions, self, self-doubt self mm-hmm. and making a decision, or just being way too cautious. Sometimes when I'm, I'm talking about a particular instance with a client and I ask them some of the things that they're thinking about when they're making a decision, a lot of times there's this, there's, there's an overriding layer of, well, you know, it's going to fail if I do this or... I can't really make this kind of risk because people are going to think of me differently or something like that. Mm. Just having that ability to understand what it means to take a risk. Yes, you may fail, but just being okay with that and just putting themselves out there, making a decision and moving forward. So 
Tim, I'm interested also in the executive presence piece. If you could just pull that out a little more. Um, I mean, there are some folks that are maybe see themselves as a little more introverted that might say, come on, (laughs) right? I mean, uh, that's a little, uh, uh, you know, executive presence may be a synonym in their minds for showy, right? right? Uh, Explain why that's not the case. That is a very, very good point. You know, executive presence, as I mentioned, it's a loose term that Mm -hmm. people have in their minds different things. For example, people may just assume that that's only for people in the C-suite who need to come in and and, uh, be the one in charge and and everybody else is not allowed to have executive presence. Mm -hmm. That's not it at all. Executive presence primarily is owning your space, being accountable for what you're accountable for, recognizing your value at whatever table you happen to be sitting at, being comfortable with that and contributing in the most valuable way possible. Mm. And there are a lot of people, myself included, who are self-proclaimed introverts. I'm perfectly comfortable saying that. But at the same time, there are times where I know when I'm sitting at a table with 25 people or whatever the situation may be, and I have something to contribute, raise my hands in the most appropriate way. I have something to say. I've got a point here that I think needs to be taken into consideration. Mm -hmm. A lot of times that takes that self-courage to put themselves in there into the conversation. Executive presence obviously is more than that. It's it's the ability to manage your brand. And that's what a lot of people may misinterpret sometimes as well, that everybody has a brand from an individual contributor up to the CEO. Everybody has the perception, mm-hmm. the external perception and how they manage that brand, especially as they get into higher levels of, uh, of leadership. That's what executive presence is all about. And making sure that when people think of you and see you, they can think of you and see you in a positive light that's capable of senior level positions mm. or being accountable and uh, the kind of person that they want to work with. That's kind of what we're talking about with executive presence and corporate presence. Yeah. Yeah. Well, great stuff. So I think we intuitively know this, but um, let's talk about the, uh, I guess the ROI of this, right? The return on investment, because people, um, companies are that are looking at investing in their leadership with some sort of leadership development coaching or that kind of thing. Let's just talk about the return on investment, whether that's tangible or intangible mm-hmm. for that matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's a really good point. There's two ways that I would address that. Uh, the first one is more the actual tangible uh, return on investment. And we've been doing a lot of research on this and we're, we're still trying to unpeel all of the different layers around this. Some of the talking points and some of the things that I've seen in various articles, very reputable articles, say anywhere from four times to seven times the return on the investment. And of course, this is over the course of somebody's career in a lot of different ways. But if you invest in an executive coaching experience for a, a leader, a high potential, or somebody who just who is, let's just say, at risk and mm-hmm. needs some rounding out, if that person is valuable enough to be invested in, overwhelmingly, not only are you going to make that investment back, but you're going to achieve four to seven times that. Now, how does that show up? That's going to show up in how that person is making decisions, Mm -hmm. leading their teams, Mm -hmm. creating teams, um, making decisions, all of those different factors that make that leader be a better leader. And in so many different ways, it's it's invaluable in seeing that kind of, seeing that kind of growth. The second way I would, I would talk about the return on the investment is how we're actually quantifiably calculating that. And this is more around the leadership attributes that somebody is focusing on in an executive coaching engagement. For example, if somebody uh, scores fairly low in certain attributes like uh, uh, courage, 
or accountability or responsibility, uh, respect, those kinds of things. Over the course of the coaching engagement, we focus on those, we improve those. At the Towards the end and at the very end of our coaching engagement, we do a follow-up assessment and seeing the difference, the quantifiable difference on how people rate this person and how they rate themselves on those attributes, overwhelmingly, we're seeing growth. We're seeing not just a little bit of growth, we're seeing substantial growth. And if that's sustained over time, especially over time of that person's career, that's, that is very invaluable. It's absolutely a wonderful way to uh, look at ROI. It strikes me that there's uh, another element to this, uh, Tim, based on what you said, that if, if it's true that employees are looking at leadership development as a uh, deficiency they want to build on, right? They, they need that kind of training and investment from their mm-hmm. company. Um, if that company's not providing that, then they're putting that uh, relationship at risk, right? I mean, that that employee may walk across the street to another company, and we know what the uh, talent acquisition situation is right Absolutely. now in this country, right? So, I mean, that may be another aspect to it too, right? That's a very good point. Uh, and a couple of things to that. When companies are not investing in leadership development, not focusing on that as a priority, First off, they're putting the future of the company at risk. Uh, mm. Small company, large company, not-for-profit government, it doesn't matter. If they're not focused on that, the succession planning and the way that they're developing the leaders for futures for their future success with that organization is absolutely at risk. And the point that you brought up, especially high potentials who are looking for those kinds of opportunities and the development that they need to succeed in those opportunities, they absolutely will, will look elsewhere. Not only are we seeing that just anecdotally, we're seeing that in the in the numbers from uh, from reputable sources that that mm-hmm. absolutely is happening. Tim Huff, folks, with Turknet Turknet Leadership Group. Uh, Tim, let's talk about what's new at Turknet Leadership. I mean, what 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 are in terms of the the way you're seeing these trends and then translating them into new offerings for your clients? Absolutely. So, John, you've been a friend of Turknet Leadership Group for quite a while, mm-hmm. so you know that our our core. Our core pillar is executive coaching. We've been mm-hmm. doing that for decades. We right. are very, very good at that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of the things I love about TurkNet is we are grounded in science. We have a significant base of coaches who are not only grounded in science and have PhDs, industrial psychologists, but we also have folks who have significant business experience. So taking all of that into account, we have a tremendous potential to impact a lot of organizations in a very positive way. So to that point, one of the things that we've been doing recently – is we're transitioning the way that we're bringing ourselves to market. Executive coaching is absolutely a fundamental pillar in what we do, but we're also doing a lot of other things. We look at ourselves as being the leadership development arm for pretty much any company. We can take uh, an organization's C-suite leadership, for example, put them through a leadership development opportunity where they as a team can grow. We can train high potentials. We have an engagement coming up for a, a cohort of interns that's going to be a really fun one, taking, mm. taking folks who are brand new into the corporate environment and kind of shaping how they're thinking about what leadership is and what it looks like. Oh, That's wow. going to be a really fun fun thing to do. You get them before they get messed up, there right? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I love exactly. it. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That's that's great work. Um, and I don't think I've heard anyone talk about that. And I was going to ask you about differentiation because, uh, and there, that sounds like you're 
starting to answer that question. In ter- I mean, lots of leadership development groups out there, and you're right, I've known Turknet a long time, and I know some of the answers to this question, but I think it's important for our audience to know um, how you're different. Right, because there are a lot of leadership coaches, a lot of leadership development that gets bandied about. Talk about what makes Turtneck different. Absolutely, I was talking with uh, somebody, a, a VP of talent development for a very, very large company, uh, just about this last week. Um, this organization is working with a lot of coaches and, and a lot of wonderful coaches out there. Mm-hmm. But uh, the the answer that we ab- absolutely fundamentally believe in it, it can be summed up in: we're large enough to serve you, but we're small enough to know you. In that, we can bring a lot of things to bear at a leadership development issue. Uh, If an organization is looking at coaching a significant number of people that are, say, at the middle management layer that that need some Mm self-awareness, we can handle that. Dozens of people at one time, we can absolutely do that. All the way to senior executives at a very large company at, at the CEO level, We've got coaches who are very experienced in understanding what that means, what it looks like, and how to do it. Mm-hmm. So not only can we can we look at and and address a lot of different uh, layers of an organization, we can do it at scale, and we can bring a lot of other things into bear from workshops uh, to retreats. We have our own proprietary assessments, and I think the one thing that underlays all of this that's uh, one of the most important pillars for us, as you know, is a Turknet Leadership Group's leadership character model. Mm. The leadership character model is all about what it means to be a leader of character. Mm-hmm. The model is a scale with the base of integrity and the two sides of the scale being responsibility and respect. And a leader of character understands how to artfully balance that scale that's most appropriate for the organization at whatever they uh, they may be going through at a particular time. So having that as one of the fundam- fundamental foundations of how we do our coaching and all of our leadership development is probably one of the biggest differentiators that I think is out there. Mm. So I'm curious how, when you go into a, a company that they, they know they need some help really on a more than just a onesie or twosie kind of basis. Um, how do you recommend, how, how do you get to a point where you recommend training at, I hate this term, but at scale, I mean, <laughs> getting people together in the same room um, um, versus the one-on-one. Mm-hmm. I mean, what, how, how do you make that determination? I'd say the one of the biggest ways that we go about doing that, first off, as you mentioned, as we're coming into an organization, sometimes they may have just a one-off need that we can help satisfy. But when we have the opportunity to lay a groundwork of understanding about where they are as, as at a leadership, at a, at a cultural basis, things like that, we have proprietary assessments. We've got some surveys, thing, things that we can bring to bear to understand what's going on with the culture, mm. what the employee engagement is like. And we can do that in a lot of different ways. Uh, the, you, you reminded me of, a, uh, of a, a situation that we had a couple of years ago with a major healthcare organization locally. And uh, they, they knew that there was, a, it, there, there was a cultural problem that they had. It was very, very evident. They just didn't know where to start. They didn't understand where to focus their efforts and, and how to go about solving this problem. Mm. So they engaged us and our, our, our team went in there to this organization, did some assessments, did some interviews, understood where some of the core issues lie. We made some recommendations and that organization went through a year long engagement with us where we incorporated executive or executive coaching, some workshops and some other things that at the end of that one year term, we did a reassessment of their culture of the entire organization 
dramatic improvement. This particular organization needed some improvements in DEI and some of those other things that allowed people to to have a lot more understanding about what inclusion really meant. Right. And we achieved a lot of success in that. So that uh, it kind of reminded me of just an example of how an organization may have an understanding of some things out there that they need to focus on, but they need help to just, just to understand what that is. That's something that we're pretty good at. Yeah, that's a good example. Um, so as we wind down here and uh, let you get on to, to do the work you do, um, I, I'd love it if you could share a success story that um, illustrates the great work you do. You don't have to mention names, of course. You, you're in the confidentiality business, but just uh, a situation that – that helps illustrate uh, what great work you do. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I've talked a little bit about it coaching. I'm going to take a little bit of a different approach for, uh, for this, uh, this uh, case study. There was an organization, a, um, uh, an accounting and tax firm that needed some help with doing a, a leadership development engagement for folks who weren't necessarily high potentials going into a leadership uh, scenario, but folks who had like that one to three years of leadership experience they may have gotten promoted because they're really good at what they do, but the their, the effectiveness that they have as managers was kind of lacking a little bit. So we in, we put together a uh, a customized package that's based off of what we refer to as our manager to leader program, which is very customized or, or, or capable of being customized around this very this very uh, situation. So we engaged with this organization over the course of about eight months, started out with uh, some workshops and some training and some development on understanding what leading self means, mm. emotional intelligence and a lot of things, understanding their leadership style. And then we transitioned into what it means to lead others, that one-to-one interaction that leads to things like how to have a good one-on-one conversation, how to motivate somebody in a way that's appropriate for them, uh, holding somebody accountable, things like that. And then we looked at uh, leading teams. This is that one-to-many interaction where People under the, these leaders understand what it means to manage conflict in, a, especially in a group setting, how to handle difficult employees while at the same time elevating the capabilities of the overall organization. And then we ended up with leading change and understanding a leader's responsibility to not just be focused just on a siloed team, but raising the organization's capabilities across the board. So we look at vision and strategies that's most appropriate for that manager level. Mm. So all of this, the way that I refer to it. It's kind of like shifting somebody's paradigm from managing things to leading people. Once they understand that flip, and once they kind of get that light bulb in their in their brains, they understand more about this leadership stuff is an actual no kidding skill set. And this is a a leader is a business. The way that the the leader goes about their work is a skill set and is a competency that needs to be taken care of and, and nurtured appropriately. Wow, good words from Tim Huff, folks. He is with. Turknet Leadership Group. Uh, Tim, this has been great. I can't imagine there aren't some folks that want to be in touch hearing Absolutely. some of the, some of the um, uh, insights that you've offered us. So let's give them directions on how they can find you. Absolutely, John. Well, thank you for that. Uh, well, you can f- reach me at thuff, T-H-U-F-F, at turknet.com, T-U-R-K-N-E-T-T.com, or go to our website at turknet.com. A lot of different ways to find us on there, and uh, we would love to help any organization and uh, help leaders be better leaders and bosses be better bosses. And you've got a lot, a lot of great content there for folks that uh, uh, can get a taste of the work, great work you do. So I would encourage you folks that are interested to go to the website and check it out. Well, thank you, John. Uh, yeah, Tim Huff 
with TurkNet Leadership Group. Tim, thanks again for coming in. Thank you, John. Appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely. Hey, folks, just a quick thought for you. If you've got some development problems in your back office, and those a lot of times in your small business revolve around the fact that you're doing bookkeeping and administrative work and some other tasks that you shouldn't be doing, that you should be outsourcing to someone who can get that job done while you're focused on holding the hands of clients or getting new clients. Um, Here's a suggestion for you. Get in touch with SES Cabido over at Office Angels, 770-442-9246. Tell her we sent you and let her know what you've got issues with, whether it's, again, administrative task or bookkeeping, or maybe you need some marketing done for your business. Um, She has a whole team of angels that uh, she can match their talent with your support needs. And they fly in, get the job done, and they fly out. And they do it on an ongoing or as-needed basis. If you want more information, go to officeangels.us, and I think you'll be glad you did. I use their services, and Essie and her team are terrific. And, folks, just a couple quick things before we let you go. Um, If you want to – I've got a book coming out in 2023. It's called The Price and Value Journey, Raising Your Confidence, Your Value, and Your Prices Using the Generosity Mindset Method. If you want to know more about that, you want to sign up to receive updates on that book, you can go to pricevaluejourney.com. Also, a thank you for all your support of this show over the years. We're coming up on our seventh year anniversary of this show uh, it's hard to believe it's been seven years, but um, hey, we're up well over 600 episodes right now, and we're excited about that, and we've only gotten this far because of your support, so thank you for that, and you've one of the ways you've supported the show is by sharing the show when you've heard some great words from some of the business leaders that we feature on the show, so if you've heard something here from Tim that makes you think, hey, I know somebody that needs to hear this message, uh, send them a link to the show or Direct them to the you know, uh, the link in your favorite podcast app where you listen to the show. We really appreciate you doing that because we're we're here to celebrate the work of business leaders like Tim and the other some you know nine hundred one thousand guests we've had in this this show over the years. So thank you for that continued support. So for my guest Tim Huff, I'm John Ray. Join us next time here on North Fulton Business Radio.